Mike, 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 check. Mike, check one, two. Yezo. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Mornings with Omar. I'm your host, Omar, and I thank you for tuning in. You know, thank you for guys. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome into, uh, you know, a great a great rendition of, of what I'm about to do here. You won't be disappointed. Uh, I'll cover some great topics. Um, if, if you've been checking in since day one, day two, you know, just welcome back. We here again another Friday. Happy Friday to everyone. Hope everybody's doing well, taking care of their mental health and their physical health. Hope everybody's staying active and staying productive. It's never too late to you know get things started. If your if your month's not going as planned, you know make today the time to get things in motion or at least get a, a blueprint in your mind, if not on paper, of what you want to do. You know, hope everybody can achieve their goals for this month. How you start it is is going to dictate, you know, how it ends or where it can go. So, you know, just let's let's all start off on the right foot. Welcome in. You know, I hope you're in a good spot. Hope you're comfortable. If you're on your way to work and you're listening to this, then I hope you have a good day at work. You know, whatever you're doing, I just hope that you embrace what's going on. Embrace your challenges and and just really, you know. Do what you can to accomplish the things that you need to accomplish. I'm doing well. You know, I'm doing good. Staying active. Trying to stay proactive. Stay committed to to the plan that I set forward. And I hope everybody does the same. You know, this pandemic, it's been it's been changing our lives, you know, since the beginning, since it happened. And it doesn't look like it's 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 gonna slow down anytime soon. You know, more than likely we're all still gonna be in this for the next year and a half, maybe two years, while everything gets figured out, everything gets situated. There's a lot going on and we gotta make sure that we take care of ourselves during the process. You know, like I said, I've been staying active and I've been trying to not get how, you know, the beginning of the pandemic or maybe the middle of the pandemic you know how it got me you know being in a house um being in a house on a regular basis now is different for a lot of people and we're approaching a year of you know being in quarantine and staying inside and not being able to function in normal society how we how we used to do it And yeah, man, it's it's important to just, you know, find some time in the day to just stay active, you know. You know, for a lot of people that, you know, lost their job or that's now working from home, life's different. And if you're in the house most of the day and, you know, you're getting your work done, in the, uh, you know, at home and maybe at a desk or wherever. And then, you know, you don't really get to go out because while you're not working, maybe you're taking care of household you know, chores and cleaning up, doing dishes, cooking. You know, if the kids is home, then you're also home taking care of the kids, making sure they're they're doing their schoolwork if they're doing it, you know, home online. Because I don't think everywhere really brought kids back. I know some places have, but, you know, some kids are still at home doing it, Zoom or, you know, whatever technology they're using. So, yeah, man, the home is, is, is definitely different. It's It's not how it used to be. You know, we used to come home to relax and, you know, decompress, 
and um, you know, just find peace from all the noise that's out outside of the doors. You know, so now that we're home and we're working from there and we're trying to get things done, you know, where do we find that time to have peace? Where do we find that time to decompress when we're in the place, the same place all day? You know, so you got to find that time to, you know, be active, whether it's going for a walk or a jog or, you know, going to the gym, maybe going to maybe a yoga yoga studio or, you know, one of those. I'm not sure if those things are back back in motion. um, Those little dance classes, what are they called? Uh man man it's 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 slipping from me but y'all know what i mean the yoga and the dancing that they do those types of things i know some gyms are opening back up so you know find that time to go out there and and get some active some physical uh something physical just done you know physical exercise you know work that stress off and and try to find peace in that and yeah man just staying active because you don't want to it's easy to get lazy when you're home all day. You know, after you, if you're working from home and you finish up your work, it's easy to just go ahead and plop on the couch and, oh, man, I I worked hard today, which I'm sure you did. But you can't get too comfortable, you know. It's easy to get comfortable. It's easy to get stuck in your ways. So try to find that time, you know, to go outside and, and just get some fresh air. You know, if the sun's out, it's definitely good to go out there and, you know, get some vitamin D and get some sunlight. I mean, I know it's cold and I'm not saying you have to be outside for an hour or so, but just get some air, man, and just take a little walk around the block or something. And, as, you know, as important as it is to take care of your physical health, it's good to take care of your mental health. So, you know, this pandemic has a lot of people, you know, that's people that's in relationships, marriages and things like that. Some people, some places are seeing increases in in uh, divorce rates. Some places are seeing it kind of decline. So whatever your situation is, you know, relationship-wise, you know, make sure that you talk things out with your significant other or you're still in contact with maybe, you know, a therapist or something like that. You know, if you're li- if you're single, then make sure you're talking to friends and and family members and just getting those thoughts that's in your head, you know, out to someone or or just... If you have to write them down, if you don't have anyone to speak to, you know, there's there's other outlets that you can use outside of people. You can write these things down. You can paint these things. You can draw these things. You know, you can find a creative approach to, to if you're not, you know, just artistic in, in drawing and things like that. You can find a different creative approach, whether it's sewing or just putting things together or taking things apart. You know, find find a little little mental piece some way, somehow. You know, um, so just make sure you're out there reaching out to people if you need to. Because this, this, like I said, this pandemic doesn't look like it's letting up and we got to make sure we take care of ourselves to be able to sustain, you know, just strength to get through to the end and get back to some normalcy, you know. But we're still in for a ride. We'll we'll all get through it. We got through it this, this far. I mean, we got past 2020 and that was a brutal, brutal year. I mean. Man, I don't know about y'all, but that was rough. So 
you know, we got we got through a year just about, and we can get through this together. Just take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, stay active. You know, you don't want to fall into bad habits or bad behaviors. When I say behaviors, I just mean like, you know, just ways of doing things. You know, if you know you that you're not someone that's that can easily motivate themselves and you use external motivation for to get things done, whether it's like just being around other people or um, competitiveness that maybe is at your, your workplace or so. You know, some people don't have that, that, you know, some people use that external motivation, but you also have to use that internal motivation to get things done too and just build good behaviors and good habits. You know, we are creatures of habit, so just try to find the time to get get some good things going, you know, and get used to it and embrace it, you know. Um, We all kind of condition ourselves to, to do certain things and, and, and do things a certain way to get certain reactions and and results. So, you know, you got to be mindful. I always say self-awareness is key because if you know about yourself and you if you know what you like to do and what you don't like to do and what you like and what makes you happy and what, get, what gets you going or what kind of puts you down, these are all the things that you should be aware of. So, you know, you can stop yourself from falling into any traps, you know, so. Do do the things that you need to do. And reach out if you need help. There's nothing wrong with, with needing help, you know. I know for me, it, it's been kind of a struggle in the past reaching out for help when I needed it just because I'm the type of person that likes to get things done on their own. I don't like to depend on other people to for to get, get something done because if they don't do something right or if they don't do something up to my liking, then, you know, I feel like, man, I should have just did it myself. So, you know, I struggle with, with asking for help. So don't be that person. It's okay. You know, everybody needs a little help. Everybody can use a helping hand. So, you know, if you need help with something, reach out to someone that, that knows um, and, and and do what you got to do to take care of yourself, guys. Just do what you got to do, and girls. And we'll be all right. We'll get through this. And that's that, man. Anyway, let's, let's on another note, let's, let's, get into something else um i was in a focus group recently which was pretty interesting it was about uh being black being a black college student in like a predominantly white school and in the focus group we just kind of discussed you know different challenges or uh you know just how we felt with certain under certain circumstances and uh, I I don't, I think the goal of the focus group was to just, you know, gather some insight on, on what it's like. And for someone that is a black college student in a predominantly white school, you know, it, it definitely has its, its challenges as far as just, you know, fitting in and some of the things that people were saying and I didn't, I didn't get any didn't get any uh reason that I, I couldn't talk about this i don't think it's like some secret focus group but uh yeah some of the things that people were talking about is just like you know being able to just find role models people that you can look up to um 
like professors or advisors or, uh, you know, the people that lead and teach you. And it's, it's when, when the person doesn't, when there's people that are in positions of just like authority or teachers or professors and stuff like that, you know, you kind of want to connect to that person in their, their ways of, and give them more, some, some more context to this. This was the, uh, the psychology department at my school, you know, particularly. So, and I won't put my school's business out there, but it was a predominantly white school, like the name of the school and things like that. But it was a psychology department. And, um, so I guess, you know, with mainly, uh, non-black or, or Hispanic, you know, professors and, and advisors in that department, uh, as black college students, what some of the people were saying is like, you know, there's nobody that looks like me uh, that I can look up to, you know, and, and kind of role model after. Because essentially it's just, it's just, I guess it's probably natural for, you know, people to try to find somebody that looks like them. And if you have a role model, I'm not saying that these role models, like we have to have, like I don't think the focus group was saying, like we have to have someone that looks like us. But, you know, just it would, I guess what we, what the people were saying, and to include myself, is that, you know, we just kind of make it feel a little more welcome. Not welcome, but, you know, just to feel a little more comfortable, you know, just well, comfortable with, you know, because we're learning about psychology and and they're teaching us things and we're getting viewpoints from, you know, a different perspective. And then one of the things I like about psychology is that you know, there's so many perspectives to look, there's so many ways to look at things. You know, you don't have to just look at things a certain way. So, you know, some of the things that I've been learning over time is that, you know, people are affected in many levels. So people are affected at the biological level when it comes to psychology. People are affected at the physical level, you know. People are affected at the the, uh, the mental level. And people are affected socially by you know so many factors so many perspectives so to get back on track is you know if if we was able to have those professors and things like that more of them um you know would just go a long way and I know one of the things that I, I spoke about was that there wasn't many other black students you know in my classes um and I'm mainly in in just you know uh, psychology courses now because I'm close to the end so I'm not taking all the other like general classes and it's not that many black students in, in the psychology department and you know for for my school to be you know where it is and where it's located and how important you know psychology is and mental health is to all people you know there's a lot of stuff that it's just not prevalent. I feel like it in black families and in black cultures, at least it, it hasn't been for a long time. You know, we looked at psychology. I mean, yeah, I mean, we looked at psychology. I mean, we didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about depression or anxiety or or uh, PTSD, trauma. Any None of those words crossed my mind ever in life, probably until I was like 
a whole adult, you know, I was probably like 24 years old. I don't think I really even heard those words being uttered on a normal, regular basis. Like we never spoke about it. And I don't know for, it's just different. Um, in those, in those households, maybe it was prevalent, more prevalent in other cultures. I wouldn't know, you know, um, I just know it wasn't spoken about like that in, in my culture and my household and things like that. And maybe they didn't know either. Or maybe it's just, I don't know, but yeah, it wasn't that many black students in my, in my classes. And it would have been, it would have been cool to have more black students in my class. Cause and then I would feel like I could, there's someone I can relate to and you know, just kind of feel like, okay, I can talk to this person and maybe we can help each other to get some stuff done if if we're not, if we're kind of confused on something and I know the answer and and they don't know and vice versa, then, you know, it's just kind of easier to go to that person and say, hey, man, what's going on? Just like I'm sure it is for anybody that's in a predominantly place and they are of one of the majority. So, you know, it was just some of the, some of the, uh, things that we talked about in there and if there's anyone I mean after the after the focus group was over uh the person that was running it they did send out like a lot of uh resources and stuff like that if we needed help and um personally I didn't I didn't need any of the resources but I do appreciate that you know they are trying to you know, take things to a more, just understand more, you know, I appreciate that they're trying to understand where the positions that we're in and where we're coming from. And, you know, I hope that they use the data that they compiled to, you know, just enhance what they have going on. Cause it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad program. I don't think that, you know, they intentionally leaving out black and, and brown people, but they are taking the steps to, uh, like I said, just enhance it. And all my professors that I encountered and advisors there, they're all wonderful. They, they helpful. If I need help, if I need, if I have questions that I need answers to, you know, they, they, I feel like they do their best. And I don't know if that's the same experience for everyone that may be in my shoes, but you know, another thing that we were saying there is that, you know, we're all different, you know? Um, some people have said that, you know, uh, they have felt like, like, uh, in certain instances they were used as like tokens, um, for being like the only black person doing something special and, and things like that. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that they were trying to figure out what, what it was like to be, you know, a black, a black student in a predominantly white school and predominantly white uh, department of the school and you know they were trying to enhance it and fix it and you know if anybody needs those resources or, or links to things I can definitely uh you know extend my hand and, and, and provide those things if anyone's going through that so I thought that was pretty cool and it was pretty good it felt pretty cool to be a part of that group and just talk about some things in open space without you know just just some casual stuff just because it's, it's, it's different out here. Um, 
you know, that's one of the things I'm I'm happy 2020 kind of showed people. It it really put the differences of black people. Um, people were more aware of them of of just how things were, and for those people that are you know continuing to try to understand and and you know show a helping hand and just getting things to a better place. Shout out to y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it, and you know it's it's, it's some things need to change, and I don't think anyone is asking for, you know, a handout and anything, but we just want equal opportunities. That's all, you know. As long as we can have that and things be on a level playing field and, you know, ain't no complaints. You heard? So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, shout out to, um, I want to give a shout out and a congrats to, I think her name was, Uganda Pittman, she became the uh, uh, main police chief or something like that for the uh, the first black woman, first black and first black woman, I think, to be appointed like a uh, head chief of the D.C., of the Capitol Police, something like that, like the Capitol Police Force, whatever those people name, the proper name, she's the head of it, she's the first black and the first black woman, and the first woman, obviously she's the first black woman, um, to be appointed that role, so congrats to her. Congrats to her. Another interesting thing I saw in the news recently was that uh, uh, for the pandemic, COVID, it really struck um, the natives, you know, the people that, the natives that were here prior to being invaded. Uh, they, A lot of the elder speakers of the original language have been getting hit hard with their rates of catching COVID has been going up. So they were trying to really, I think, I think they were, uh, they were, uh, they were for getting the vaccine and to try to maintain these, these elder speakers and that, that sacred language. Um, so I thought that was, that just it was just kind of like you know black people you know I always identify with that cuz that's just who I am you know they were they were saying that you know we were hit hard with the covid and, and things like that and you know there's also another uh culture out there that's also you know going through some similar things and they're really being affected by the pandemic and you know they're almost they're on the brink of losing all their their fluent natural uh, original speakers of their language and you know my thoughts and prayers go out to that whole tribe and um it it I hope that the vaccine um, cuz like I said you know on the vaccine before you got to do what you got to do for you and your family and you know your culture and things like that so wherever you stand on it is where you stand on it I'm not here to persuade you in any way shape or form you do what you got to do for you and yours. So, you know, just one of the things that I saw and I thought that was uh, just something that, you know, just caught my interest that, you know, like I said, thoughts and prayers out there to that, to the tribes. And hopefully, you know, the vaccine works for them and they're able to continue to pass on their, their legacies and their, their generations of, of heritage and history, you know, on, for, on further, you know, um, 
I was speaking to my grandmother recently, who was, and I won't spend too much time on this, but, you know, she said that she never seen anything like what happened at the Capitol. And it made me think, I was, I was uh, also talking with a friend, and we were discussing, you know, the, all the things that this generation has seen as far as, you know, the things that happened in the world around us. You know, we we seen 9-11. That was probably the most vivid thing I remember uh, just growing up. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure everyone still remembers where they were when they heard the news. And I, I remember I was in school and we got sent home early from school. And so I think somewhere on the news they they mentioned it or some they had an announcement they mentioned it. I I can't remember exactly how it was mentioned but I'm pretty sure I was in school and we got out early to go home and I was just thinking like because I I had some family members that traveled to New York on occasion and I was just thinking like man dude is any of my family members that that go up there there right now you know and it I, I remember I walked to my mother's house from school because she went up there quite often or here and there I don't remember how often but I remember she just went there before so I was concerned you know if she was there and I I didn't have a cell phone so I just walked over there but she was fine she was okay you know but you know that's one of the things that you know I remember growing up and you know, I, I just remember it was a lot of like my high school years and junior years. There was a lot of just I feel like things around me happening that probably wasn't, you know, a big deal to, you know, anyone that was outside of it happening. Like this, the city I'm from, anyone outside of there, I, I don't really have a clue about, you know, but all the things that were happening within my area that I could, you know, be at. You know, just life was changing fast. You know, it, it didn't. It didn't feel like I've been through a lot of eras. You know, I've had the early era where it was, you know, the the late '90s, and everything just kind of felt gritty. You know, growing up, just listening to, you know, hip hop music and stuff like that. You know, it kind of had a, a way about the how the streets were and how people moved and what it was like just in the, in the neighborhoods. You know, just growing up south side of the city and you know just being out there and hearing the stories that go on because I was too young to really be too involved with it but you know we heard the stories if if of of what was going on and then you know we had the era where you know it was baggy jeans and I mean that's kind of like the 90s era into the 2000s you know I remember everyone thinking the the world was going to end when it hit 2000, you know, I was a part of that. That was kind of weird. I was a young kid, but, you know, people really thought that was it for us. Um, so I remember Y2K and yeah, then we had 9-11 shortly after that, 2001. Be working with some kids now that 
go through like depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. And they weren't even alive for 9-11, you know? So it's just like, I'll mention it and I'm like, wait, you're only like 17. You don't know anything I'm what I'm talking about, you know? You're 16. You know, you you didn't live to see this, but now they live in to see, you know, a whole pandemic. And I, I think there was probably a pandemic before on some disease that you guys can Google, but um, yeah, you know, they're living through the, the, through the pandemic and this is new to them. You know, this is their first world thing that, that they're experiencing, you know, and it just kind of shows that, you know, over the time, over time, different generations dealt with different things. And some generations, you know, for the people that are older, they dealt with so many things, you know, we, the Bill Clinton stuff, that, that impeachment. Um, now they're seeing another impeachment with Donald Trump. And he got impeached twice. No one ever got impeached twice, but, you know, he happened to do it. And I think there was another impeachment of another president before that. So, you know, these older um, elderly people that we have in our lives, you know, they have a lot of stories, I'm sure, that, you know, they can tell you about of the things they've been through and what it's like today. I remember uh, I was working with this older woman. She was in her 80s. I think she was like 84, 85. And. You know, she was just telling me how, you know, the world, how she's seen the world change because she was born in like, was it uh, 30s, 40s, some whatever equals 80, 45. You know, uh, math wasn't my, my one of my favorite subjects. Obviously, it's psychology. So don't quote me on these on these years. But however old she was, whatever year she was born, she was just saying how. You know, she's seen so much and stuff like that. And I was just amazed because it was like, you know, you, you you have your eyes seen a lot. And it's more than what a lot of us seen together in totality, you know. So it's it's different, you know, just just, you know, it, it we'll get all we we'll all get through. Like I said before, it's just amazing how, you know, some people have seen a lot of stuff. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more, you know, in, in the coming years. So, you know, my my blessings is with everyone. Hopefully everyone can continue to get through and get, get past everything. I, I was enjoying my, I was enjoying all the memes and all the TikToks from all the stuff that's been coming out recently. The, the meme with the with the girl with the with the girl and the guy I think those things were my favorite things just cuz they're so true you know I've seen <laughs> I have like some friends that are in just the most toxic relationships ever and I see these memes and it's like uh I think the the girls they they go it's like hey girl let's ride by his crib and she's like all right let's go and then they leave, and, and then the next picture, you know, is like, girl, you, you should just leave him. You don't need him. And then they got the one where where I think the dude calls her, like, a bitch or some shit, and then they end up just leaving together or some shit like that. Like, those things are funny. They're hilarious to me. 
the TikToks I've been seeing, those things are just fantastic. <laughs> There's one where it has like how to how the black cops was. Uh, I I, I wish I can remember the, the TikToker's name, but I can't. Uh, but she has some good ones. It just what it was like to be one of the black cops in there during that moment during the riots and stuff like that and i just hope everybody keeps up the, the creativity because it's, it's great to try to find some laughs during these times because it's some serious stuff but you know i'm i'm just happy that we can always find the internet will always find light of some situations you know they'll always find the laughs it's undefeated man the internet will forever be undefeated But it's been great. It's definitely been great. I've been enjoying myself. I've been wanting to listen to some new music lately, but not much have come out. Has come out since then, since you know the year started. The one album that I did listen to, it's probably like one of the only albums that came out was uh, Jasmine Sullivan's album, which was really good. You know, she got those two songs on it with Ari Lennox and girl like me with her and man those songs she just rocks them things she she goes off you know she she has one of those voices where you can just she just sings to your soul you know and if you haven't already check that out the, the album's called it's album ep it's called hotels and i think it's spelled like h h e a u x hotels t a l e s and it's great, man. If you're into R and B and if you're into women singing and you know doing her thing, Jasmine Sullivan's album's a great album to check out. Uh, I didn't hear any. I didn't see any other albums really that came out. You know, there was a lot of songs that dropped, singles, but I didn't hear any albums. There was a there was a a song called "Hold You Down" by. I don't know how to say this guy's name, but it's like Cy Mosquat. I don't know. But it's a song called Hold You Down, and it has Lady London in it. And I just heard it recently, and that song is, that's a great song. Like, it, it's one of my favorite songs I heard so far, you know, just in the past month, I would say. It definitely has a lot of replay value. That song, Hold You Down. Check that one out. It's 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 pretty good. Uh... The 50 Cent, I know this song came out like a couple weeks ago or something with NLE Chopper and someone else. You know, I, I just finally listened to it today, actually, because uh, I wasn't really a fan of NLE Chopper, just, you know, his style of music. That's not really what I listen to. He's a young kid, and he, he's for a different demographic than I am, you know. It's not the type of rap music I listen to. But anyway, it's a 50 Cent song, and it's called... Uh, Man, what is that song called? Hold on a second. I, I want to find the name of the song because it's the song is a good song, you know. Part of the game, that's what it is. Part of the game. Uh, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to like uh, Emily Chaba's part. You know, I thought that was a good, dope move by Fifty to you know put the. Cause I know the, he's a kid, like nineteen or something. Um, I like that he reached out to him probably and and put him on the track. You know, I know Fifty has a good ear for 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 good music. 
you know, he was on the, the pop smoke. He he knows good music, you know, when he hears it and, you know, he reaches out to these people and puts them on a, you know, puts them on. Essentially not, I mean, NLE Chopper obviously been on, but, you know, just putting them on a track is a, is a good look. It's a good nod. You know, 50 offered me a feature, you know, anyone a feature, you hop on that song. And, you know, the boy showed up. I like I liked his little verse he spit. It sounded good to to hear him in a different space, on a different type of vibe. Because the beat, it kind of like an R and B melodic beat, but they're they're rapping on it obviously, and they both just did their thing. It's a great song, and you know I, I say y'all should check that out because it was I was pleasantly surprised by it, and you know I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's some more songs that I have to. That I have to finish checking out, you know, just some new songs, a lot of singles. I know Russ dropped a single with Lil Baby. I heard some of it, but I ain't really have the time to sit to sit with it, you know, and listen to it in its entirety or maybe in a different space. Because, you know, there's times where you hear a song and you're just like, I don't like the song. It's it's not good. And then you hear it in a different space around maybe different people or just in a different element. And then it's like, OK, I like this song now, you know, so. Sometimes it's just about where you listen to the song and how you're listening to it that determines if you even like it. So I know for me, like I said, I'll hear a song. Uh, what song did I have that with? Uh, dang. My memory is so bad, but I, I do my best to to remember to remember things. I did finally listen to that little baby song. I think it's on air by... Yo, I swear, the dude, he never missed. Ever since I can remember, yo, like, he just, he's been on a roll. I've, I've never heard a bad baby verse. And he just keeps going. Like, he he delivers consistently. And I think he didn't get a Grammy nomination either, which is crazy because after the year he had, and he's still going, those two little singles he put out, like, a little month back, I finally listened to him recently, and yo, he just the boy never misses, man. He never misses. He's something that people are gonna have to deal with for a long time. And you know, shout out to him. Shout out to them songs. Check him out if you did, if you didn't listen to him yet. And I, I just hope that you know we get some more music. I feel like it's gonna be a great year of music. And I, I feel like you know the 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 people that's gonna deliver, they they gonna come deliver soon and. You know, I'm, I'm just here for it. I'm here for it. Another one of the things that uh, I kind of thought about recently is, you know, how the pandemic affected my eating habits, you know. Before the pandemic started, just think about how how you have been consuming food. Have you been, when it before it started, the pandemic that is, you know, were you cooking more? Or was you more of an eat, eat outer? Did you typically just go to fast food restaurants? Uh, did you go to someone else's house to eat? You know, is that how you ate on a regular basis? And think about, you know, how the pandemic affected, you know, the way you, you eat. You know, did you start to eat more by cooking? Did you start to eat out more? Did you learn any new recipes? Did you try to new things to make with, you know, all this time of being home? 
and think about if it's if if you became a better if you developed better eating habits you know since then because i know some people who has been home and you know they didn't want to go out maybe they gained a lot of weight not a lot i mean but maybe they did maybe they did gain a lot of weight maybe less going out and you know less access to gyms you know maybe people ate more and gained more weight maybe they ate out more uh I know for me, I I used to, I feel like I used to cook a lot more before the pandemic, and now I feel like I had my little moment where I would where I ate out more for a while, and then I feel like then I started to cook again as well, you know, just more recently. So I feel like I, I definitely went up, you know, I was cooking more, then I started to eat out more, and now I'm going back to cooking more. So, you know, just think of how you were affected, how what maybe changed with your habits and and where you're trying to get them to, you know. I know I, I started to stay up a lot later during the pandemic um, when I didn't have too much going on, and I would eat more, like, snacks and stuff late at night, you know, just because I was up. So, I, I'm a bored eater. When I'm bored, I, I'll just go ahead and eat something, you know, just because, for no reason. It's just because I'm bored, you know, so. Uh, but, I, like, you know, trying to get back into more healthy things, more healthy habits, you know. So, you know, you got to be aware of these things. got to be aware of, of how certain things are affecting you because we're always going to be affected by other people where it's going to be affected by external things socially we're always going to be affected by that and you just got to be aware of how these things affect you you know so just think about where you're at and where you came from and where you're trying to go and you should be alright to you know just get yourself into some good habits I guess the other news that, that there's to talk about is, you know, sports, the NBA, James Harden. He went from the Rockets to the Nets. They finally traded him. They got him up out of there. James Harden's officially a Brooklyn Net, and they gave up a lot to get him. They traded away Jared Allen, Torian Prince, I think like eight first round picks, four unprotected, four swaps. They let go of Karis LeVert, and he's now a pacer, and Oladipo is on the Rockets, and Jared Allen and... Uh, who was the other person I said? Jared Allen. I think he went to Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? It was like a fourteen trade. I think he went to Cleveland. So it, it's it's definitely like 
it's a, it's a different it's a new look it's a new whole new team a lot of people i think vegas and all the sports places got them they got them coming out the east now but the lakers are still favored to win it all it's not an easy thing to throw together can't throw james harden Kyrie Irving and kevin durant together on the fly and expect a championship you know, that same year, because we've seen that as difficult. We've seen that, you know, we've seen it last year with the Clippers. They threw Paul George and, and Kawhi together, and they barely played any games together. And then when it was crunch time, you know, we've seen that they folded because they didn't really have no chemistry. They didn't really know how each other played. They didn't really, you know, their personalities wasn't meshing with the other players in the locker room. And it, it didn't work. And now you're throwing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who already barely played. I don't think they played more than three games together, four games together. And now Kyrie's out for who knows why, because he's dealing with stuff. And now James Harden is there. And we could talk about, you know, how ball dominant Kyrie is and James Harden is. We know that. And you throw that together with Kevin Durant, who has proven that, you know, he doesn't need the ball to be effective, he can get 30, 40 points in his sleep, you know, on any given night with just taking 15, 16, 17 shots and the boy got 36 and you don't even know how. And then you pair that with James Harden, who they did play with together years back with Kyrie Irving, who showed that he's not really the best teammate to even play with, you know. He doesn't really mesh well with with the players in the locker room. He rubs people the wrong way. He throws people under the bus when he feels like they're just not good enough. And now, you know, James Harden has been dealing with a lot of teammates. Uh, He had Westbrook last year for some reason. I mean, it wasn't going to work because they didn't have no big. But then they moved on from him. He had Chris Paul moved on from him. Had Dwight Howard moved on from him, you know, and now he's with the Nets, who, I mean, they weren't they weren't looking that great, but that's because their their two star players didn't really play, so they they're still doing good. I think they're still like six and five or something, or yeah, some around there. But they were they were doing all right. They were fourth in three point percentage. They were seventh in free throws made, eighth in rebounds per game, eighth in assists, 22nd in steals, seventh in blocks. And where do you where do you figure those numbers to go now? You know, no Jared Allen. Do we think the blocks, you know, stay in the top ten? You know? Eighth in rebounds. Do you think their rebounding stays in the top ten? Seventh in free throws made, that might go up. You know, you had James Harden who can get 20 free throws on any given night. So their free throws might increase. Their assists might increase because James Harden does pass the ball. He's not a ball hog. He averaged 10 assists, I think, this year. And he led the league in assists recently. So, you know, their assists may go up, you know, if they learn how to play a little better and, you know, have that that Golden State vibe, because Kevin Durant, I'm sure he knows that they got to play team ball. 
they got the ball can't get stuck. They just gotta let that thing flow, and you know, whoever's open shoot. So I feel like it's up to him to really make this thing work. He's the one orchestrating all the moves because he's the best one out of all of them. You know, nothing's getting done without his okay. So I think that, yeah, if he can make it work, if he can get them in check and say, hey, guys, listen, we got to play this team ball because this is how it works. If he can incorporate that Golden State team-style basketball and Steve Nash can, you know, help lead them because I feel like they're going to need a coach. For the, for the X's and O's when it's playoff time. You know, you can only just play pickup style ball for so long and expect it to work when you're playing against, playing against better teams with really good coaches. We've seen that, you know, just last year with Doc Rivers and Mike Malone, the Nuggets against the Clippers, you know. When the players don't know what to do, you know, it's up to the coach to, hey, this is what we got to do. So I feel like it's going to be up to Steve Nash to be able to lead him when it's time to be led. Because the players can take you but so far, but like I said, when it comes to them good coaches who knows the X's and O's and can devise a strategy to stop whatever you're doing effectively, then, you know, somebody got to counter out, counter, counteract that. You know, it's like a game of chess. So it's going to be interesting to see definitely if if the Nets can – make it to the finals, and then win it all this year. I definitely feel like within the next couple years, they'll win one. They might win two because that's a nuclear powerhouse juggernaut-style team. You know, Kevin Durant, MVP. James Harden, MVP. Kyrie, we know what we did when he was in the finals, hitting buckets, getting buckets. So – you know, they definitely, they still got Joe Harris, who still can ball. They still got Dinwiddie. They got DeAndre Jordan still. If he can stay healthy and stay active and get on the boards and and just be a uh, a rim protector, then, you know, they still got a chance because they still do. They got those three players, and that's, that's kind of all they need. So if they can play defense, they can move the ball, not be selfish. If Kyrie can show up, it's going to be a wild, wild playoffs. And I'm here for it. I'm here to see all of it. I'm happy that I feel like the Rockets, you know, they ain't losing in a trade. They got four first-round picks and four pick swaps. And, you know, they can flip them picks into somebody else if they wanted to. I really like where they're at. Got John Wall, Oladipo. Uh, you know, PJ Tucker's still there. And what's his name? Christian Wood from that was on Detroit. He's there balling. Boogie Cousins is still there. Eric Gordon's still there. They still got a squad and it's gonna be good to see if they can make some, some noise to maybe I think they got the play in type style playoff, so maybe they can play in and beat a squad and catch that A C that that would definitely be an achievement, you know. If they could do it, and I think they got the capabilities to do it because Boogie's been an all-star. John Wall's been an all-star. Christian Wood is looking like an all-star. Oladipo's been an all-star. They they still got a nice little squad. And I, I, I'm going to have – I'm going to, you know, see what they can do, make some noise. But, yeah, man, James Harden is officially a net. It's crazy they did it. 
It was only a matter of time. We all knew that. He didn't want to be there. He said it can't be fixed, and and there's nothing anybody can do. So the clock was ticking. But I, that was the, the bombshell of the sports recently. And, you know, I think the Lakers will still win it this year. That's That's my pick still. I'm not going to pick Giannis to make it anymore, especially not after that move. I'm going to go with Brooklyn. I th- I think they'll make it to the finals. I just don't think they'll win it. And I got the Lakers in seven, you know. So that's currently where I stand with it. Lakers, Nets, Braun in seven. And we'll see how the season goes. As far as the NFL, some of my picks were right. Some of them was wrong. The Buffalo picked them. They won. I knew that would happen. I thought the Titans would win, but the Ravens really shut down King Henry. So, you know, it was good to see Lamar get that first win. That was one of the things that, you know, I didn't know if he would play well. I just didn't know. You know, he didn't he didn't do it up until this point, so I had no reason to believe he, he could do it. But he did it. Obviously, he's still a threat. It's still Lamar Jackson. He can still run for 100 yards easy in his sleep. And that's exactly what he did. And the Colts is moving on. I mean, not the Colts. The, the Ravens is moving on. The Colts is out of here. The Bills beat them. Uh, They talking about bringing Rivers back. But who who really cares? They're out of the playoffs this year. We'll see what they do next year. So, it's what, the Bills against the Ravens now for the next round. And before I pick a team on who I think is going to win, let's talk about the Steelers. Second best team in the league, and they lost. Browns just put a number on them. Big Ben Roethlisberger looked like it was time to hang it up. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, they did their thing. They ran just enough to get the job done. I mean, Big Ben had four turnovers. I think maybe five turnovers. I know he threw four picks, but I'm not sure if, if he fumbled. But, yeah, it was it got bad early, real early. The Browns was up 28, I think, in the first quarter alone. You know, I was... I didn't pick them to win. I had the Steelers because the Browns didn't have their uh, play caller, their head coach, Stefanski. But I wasn't expecting Big Ben to to go out there and and have that type of performance. I thought he would throw a lot of touchdowns. I I think I said I think he'd throw three, and he threw four. I thought he would have a lot of yards. I didn't put a number, but he ended up with 501, second most in the playoffs. Behind Tom Brady's 505 or something like that against the Eagles. And yeah, man, those turnovers was the, was the difference, and Pittsburgh really never had a chance of even coming back. So, you know, we'll see what Roethlisberger does. He got another year at like 30 million. He'll probably come back for that. Who wouldn't? I would. And he'll probably give it a go next year. And, you know, he's, he knows he's close to the end. Or if he doesn't know, his play is definitely dictating that and you know they definitely need a running game we'll see what what adjustments they make but they're out of here peace and the Steelers is 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 gone the Browns is playing the Chiefs next
So to back up to the Ravens and the Bills, I just think this is going to be a great game, honestly. I've I have something in me just really likes the Bills, you know. They don't really have a run game and that's where I'm apprehensive on picking them to win the game cuz the Ravens run game is is so much I think they're like top 2 or one, two, or three. They're 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 out there. I think they might be one. Who knows? I can't remember. But either way, their run game is where it needs to be. And although their pass game ain't, they can keep people off the field. They can keep Josh Allen off the field. And I feel like with the Browns' lack of a running game, if it's a close game, the Ravens are gonna win because I feel like if Lamar Jackson has the ball. And he needs to go get a touchdown. And it's the last drive of the game. Or if he needs to get a field goal, just to get in field goal range with Justin Tucker, their kicker, I have a lot of confidence that he can go get you the amount of yards, whether it's throwing or running, and he can get it done. So if it's a close game, I'm taking the Ravens. I can't predict the score on this because, I don't know, it could be a low-scoring game. It can be a high-scoring game. You just never know. I thought the Titans game would be a high-scoring game. But it only turned out to be 2013. So, you know, it just it depends what the Ravens do. Like I said, if it's a close game, they're just going to run it and kill the clock, you know. But if it's a high-scoring game, I like the Bills because that means the Bills are doing something. They're doing something well, and the, the, the Ravens can't stop it. But I do think that the Bills also have some holes where – the Ravens could just run all over them. So, but if it's a high-scoring game, I'm taking the Bills. If it's a lowest-scoring game, like 2013-ish, 2017, 21, 24, something like that, I'll take the Ravens. But anything more than 24 points, I'm going to roll with the Bills, man. I don't know. Actually, I'll say this. If the Ravens are within a touchdown or a field goal, they'll win. But... If if not, if they're not within a touchdown with two minutes left in the game, then I'll take the Bills. So, there's that. The Chiefs and the Browns. Now, after I've seen what the Browns did to the Steelers, I was really, I still am really, really liking the Browns' chance. They definitely have a chance of beating the Chiefs. Now, my only thing is, can Baker Mayfield outthrow Patrick Mahomes in a high-scoring game? Because the Chiefs can do what the Ravens do, and that's play keep away without even running the ball effectively because their run game isn't that great. But they have Patrick Mahomes, who can get you 30 in a blink of an eye. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but I do like the Browns' chances. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Just because of their run game is is crazy. They have one of them run games, like the 49ers got a run game, you know, just because they have Chubb and Hunt, and they can do it. They can get you 100 each, you know. Chubb can get you 100, and Hunt can get you close to 100 receiving and 70 rushing and, you know, just have an all-around game. <laughs> and if they do, if the Browns do win, that's going to be – Ironic because the Chiefs had Hunt, the Chiefs had Hunt, and he let him go, rightfully so, because of that incident he had. 
Um, but yeah, I would not be surprised if Hunt did a number on the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns found a way to win. And the sports world will, that'll be one for the sports world because the Browns never been good. Not in my whole life they ain't been good up until this year. And, you know, it's good to see. I'm always, I like to root for underdogs here and there. And if they won, that'd be cool. But I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs in this one. And I'll predict for the AFC, Chiefs and the Bills. And that's that for the AFC. For the NFC, uh, I knew that the Saints would win. And they did. No surprise there. I knew that the Bucks would win. I thought it would be uh I thought the the Washington team would score a little more points than they did, but you know, they they didn't start Alex Smith. They started some guy Taylor or Tyler Heineke and although I I think he performed well, you know, it just wasn't enough. And you know, Tom Brady won, which I which I predicted, so now he got that that rematch with Drew Brees and the Saints. And that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good game. Uh, before I give you a prediction on that, let's flip over to the Seahawks and the Rams. And to my surprise, you know, Russell didn't show up, man. You know, I really thought that he would be the difference and he would win. He would out. He would do better than Jared Goff or that other guy who would start, Wolford or something like that. I thought he was the better quarterback of the two or of the three. And I thought he would prevail, but that Rams defense, they they didn't make it easy. They didn't let him get comfortable. And I think he threw a pick six early on, and they didn't really, you know, that, that Rams defense just, it, they showed up, and they definitely carried that, that team to victory. And Sean McVay called a good game. They, were, they had a good run game with Akers, who – who ran effectively. I think he had over 100 yards. And he played keep away too, you know. He, They were up, and and their run game didn't let Russell even get a chance. So, you know, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, I, I, I did like their defense. I just thought that Russell would be the difference, and he didn't do it. He didn't pull it off. I feel like uh, I think one of the – Sports analysts said it, and I agree that they need a tight end. You know, if they if they had a tight end that could catch and and block as well, mainly that because it could catch because they have Carson, who's a solid running back. But I feel like if he had another receiver that he can count on, you know, for the short for the short passes, they should they should look into that. And if they can find a good tight end that could produce get like maybe 500, 700 yards uh, a year in a season, I think that that's what they're missing. I think that's what they need. Their defense is solid. I like their defense. They got Jamal Adams like midseason and, or beginning of the season, whenever it was. And I like them next year, you know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they do next year. But they're out of here, so sayonara to them. So we got Saints and the Bucks. I will take 
the Bucks in this one. I think it'll be a shootout, probably. Yeah, maybe like 30s, 31, 34, 34, 37, 31, 28, somewhere around there. Uh, I think Tom Brady will pull it off. If it's a close game, this is this is like if Tom Brady is within a touchdown or a field goal, same thing applies, you know, with the Bill with the Bills and the Ravens game. If if he's within a field goal, or if he's up by a field goal with two minutes left, if he's within striking distance, he'll strike, and I think he'll win. But I mean, I don't. Is that playing both sides? It might be playing both sides to say like if they're if he's within the touchdown then he'll win. But I mean I just feel like with those teams with the Ravens and the Bucks you just gotta blow them out. If you don't blow them out then you you can't count them out, you know, because their quarterbacks are just so deadly that you you can't give them a chance because they'll they'll make you regret it. Especially Tom Brady, we've seen it time and time again. I remember when that when they was in the Super Bowl against the, the Falcons, and I was at my cousin's house. I was in Atlanta, and I told him. I mean, it was halftime, and they were down, obviously. And I was like, "Yo, he's gonna come back." I just, I just had a feeling he was gonna come back. And if I was a betting man at the time, and I had some money, I would have betted on Tom Brady coming back because I just. You just it's one of those people you just count you can't count out. And I just feel like this is one of those years where you just can't count them out. So I think that the Bucks will win. I'm gonna pick the Bucks straight up. I think they'll win. And I think they'll play the Packers because I think the Packers will beat the Rams. I feel like it'll be a tough game because that Rams defense is real. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, the Rams know that Jared Goff ain't it. So I think he'll sh- he'll prove that he's just not it and he can't get it done when it's when it's crunch time. So I'll take the Packers to play the Bucks and that was that the divisional championship, whatever. NFC championship. So those are my picks for for this, this upcoming weekend. And we'll see how we go next week. We'll see how these teams go. And I think that's going to be a wrap, guys, for, you know, this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in again. I I do appreciate it. You know, share this with someone that you know will will enjoy it and will listen and, you know, will check me out. Uh, I hope y'all, you guys, you know, got to maybe learn something today or just this is going to help you reflect and think about things and, Maybe help change some ways that, you know, you may need to change about, you know, the things we talked about today. And I'm excited to, to you know, see what happens, you know, throughout this next week and see where we stand next week. Hopefully rolling and just, you know, still going forward and doing what we got to do. Again, you can check me out. Check out the, the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts on YouTube, on Podbean, on SoundCloud, if I didn't say that. 
SoundCloud name is Daboyo, D-A-B-O-Y-Y-O. You can find a pod there. You can also find, you know, my most recent EP I put out called Just For You, which is also on Apple Music, on Spotify, on Tidal, Amazon Music, all that. You can follow on Instagram, ohh.omar, or you can follow Mornings With Omar, and that's the podcast page. You can follow on YouTube, Omizi2042. Um, I know I told y'all we would have the videos, but I didn't want to do the videos in a way where, you know, it, y'all wouldn't see the best. It wouldn't be the best quality. So next week, next week is the week where y'all will have the video. Um, I'm in the process of getting the right camera. I had to do my research and figure out what was the best thing to do. So y'all should start seeing the videos next week on YouTube, Omizi. 2042 you can also find full episodes there it's just not there's no video but it's there uh podbean is morning with omar on spotify mornings with omar everywhere else you just can search up mornings with omar wherever they have a podcast and i'll be there if there is a place that you prefer to listen to podcasts at and i'm not there you know reach out let me know and i can make sure it's there again hope everybody Takes care. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. You know, do what you got to do. Stay up. Stay blessed. Stay beautiful. It's your boy. I'm out.